Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 462, recorded live on Sunday, May 15th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who went to a bachelorette party yesterday, Dave Pillay. Uh, hi. And the man who has still yet to go to one, Andy Lowe. Hi. Correction. Yes. The bachelorette party was a week ago. Oh, that was the one in Medieval Times. Ah, oh, okay, so the bachelorette party was Medieval Times. The bachelor party Bach- was last night. Bachelor party was last night, so no that Medieval was, Times. No Medieval Times. Uh, the bachelor party was sitting and gaming and eating. So I'm guessing Pathfinder was played? No, no Pathfinder. No Pathfinder. No Pathfinder. There were t- way too many people. Uh, there was Pathfinder story time, where we all sat around a campfire and exchanged stories because everyone who was there had played Pathfinder with The Bachelor. <laughs> that was, in fact, like the unifying thing was that he had been the GM for everyone there. So you sat around the campfire and told tales of Pathfinder. Of Pathfinder. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I drove him home at the end, and he was like, man, that was so good. That was so fun. That was great talking about all about, you know, having everyone chat about their experiences. Like, that's everything I want. Well, if he had a good time, I can't, I can't fault him on that one. <clears throat> yep. There was also a milk and cookies bar. Uh, there was a candy bar. There was pizza ordered, and it was catered by Chipotle. Okay, I'm not going to argue that one. So, like, all his favorite things. <laughs> also, holy crap, Chipotle catering, cheap as hell. Really? It's like thirteen fifty per person. That's not bad at all for catering. And they give you so much food. Well, yeah, because it's Chipotle. And they give you everything that you need. Like, we, we walked into Chipotle, we picked it up, we paid for it, and they said, all right, have a seat. We sat, and then they started bringing out boxes. <laughs> Like, this is the box of cold things. Okay, next box. This is the box of hot things. Okay, and then they bring out two bags, like really pretty nice reusable bags, and said, here's everything else, including instructions. Nice. So you had the trays, you had the containers, you had serving utensils, you had like it was everything there. You just take it wherever you need it and empty it. It came with the, the little cooker lighter things and matches. Huh. I'm looking at their website. Yeah, here is the catering spreads for 20 to 200 people, $12 yep. per person for the two meat spread. And thirteen fifty for the four meat, yep. all three in fajita veggies. Yeah, it was great. Dang, that's not bad. It was great. I think if I ever do, like, catered events, I'm just going to do it with Chipotle. <laughs> like, it's just so easy. And there was food there for everyone, and everyone liked it. I might try and get it customized, because I don't think a single person had the pinto beans. Why would you do pinto beans? It's part of the spread. I know, but who would do pinto? You gotta go with the black beans. Yep. So I, I think if I ever do it again, I would ask to substitute, just say, give me, like, double black beans and no pinto beans. Yeah, no. Who who in their right mind would do pinto beans? That's just... I don't know. Like, they, they clearly sell it. People do take it. Nobody who's I I can't even uh nope nope pinto bad bias nope. against pinto beans yeah I just uh, granted according to Wikipedia it is the most popular bean in the United States and northwestern Mexico okay well then I still mm, if I ever go to Chipotle for lunch yeah I'll try pinto beans one time and see if I still do not like the pinto beans okay so Andy what I need you to do yeah let's go to Chipotle. <laughs> But but I, I can get my lunch now at uh, Costco. Okay. They have a uh, Greek salad. Ooh. So it's the it's the it's the rotisserie chicken that's shredded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Mediterranean olives, um, pasta, um, and some uh, artichoke hearts and some uh, red onion, and then they give it with their uh, Caesar salad dressing. So that one that one tub from Costco can normally last me about three days. Wow. So I'm getting some veggies, I'm getting some protein, I'm getting some carbs. Sugar. Probably. And the dressing, I guarantee it. Oh, probably. God, now I'm slightly hungry. <laughs> uh, not much I can do about that. No. I'll just drink some more of my sugar water. Yeah. What are you drinking today, Andy? Baja Blast. Part of my three oh, twelve packs that I bought. Well, I... Nice. Not, How's that voting thing going? 
I don't know. Oh, it's not on the can. Uh-oh. Mountain Dew voting. Let's see. Decision 2016. <laughs> it is literally 50-50. It goes all the way until July 9th, though. So So we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Limit. <laughs> okay, so I actually read the rules on this. Yeah. Limit of number of votes per day per social media account, because you can vote online or you can vote with a social media account. Right. 100 votes per day for the social media account and a limit of 1,000 votes per day for the website. Per person. Per person. Per day. So time to write a script to do it 1,000 times. A day. A day. Yes. And then a Twitter bot to do it 100 times a day. Yep. Can you say free advertising? (laughs) There's also challenges that you can do to earn 175 votes. Um, Post a video of your boldest do-chug to get 175 votes, or dye your hair and or eyebrows your favorite flavor's color for 450 votes. Wow. Or you could just write a script on the webpage to get 1,000 votes per day. Yeah. I think I'd just write an auto-hotkey script to just keep clicking. Also, how are they checking it's per person? I don't know. Maybe IP address or something? Do you have to log in to vote? No, I just voted for Baja Blast again. And again? Uh, so I X'd out, and then I voted for Baja Blast again. Then I X'd out. Yeah, no, this would be... Because <laughs> the, the, the boxes don't change positions. So you just have the, have the mouse move to a certain location, mm. click the box. Just click, and then yeah. click, and then click. So, really crappy little contest. Yes. Yes, it is. And you're really hoping that Baja Blast wins. I don't know, because then if Baja Blast is available, then I'd have to get Baja Blast. All I'm, tra- I'm trying, to, trying to cut down on the amount of pop that I drink, well, not but, increase it. But if it's available, then you don't need to get it so much. True. Because it'll always be there. Yes. And then I can just buy, like, a 12-pack, and then whenever I feel the need, take one of those, rather than the, yep. this is tasty, I need to keep drinking this. Rather than the, I have to have this, because this is the only time I get to have it. Yes. Yep. So now that I have, uh, <laughs> am hungry, and now I'm drinking a lot of Mountain Dew, should we actually hit topics? Yes? No? Yeah. I suppose. I'm trying to see if there's anything food-related. Oh, this! Oh, there is actually a food-related topic. That you? Oh, sure enough. Mm-hmm. Wendy's. Wendy's is going to start doing self-serve kiosks. So there will be not be a cashier to take your order. You'll just have a wonderful screen and literally point and click. I mean, really, all they're going to do is turn the register around. That's yeah. That's literally all they're going to do. Is just <laughs> I've I've seen the McDonald's register. That is something that I could probably work as well as the person who's actually the cashier. Yeah, they're just going to turn it around. And a lot of places have actually been doing this without doing this, because as soon as you think about doing online ordering, mm-hmm. that's all that they're doing, yep. is turning it around. Oh, oops, I accidentally did some stuff on Kate's Amazon account instead of my own. Uh-oh. My bad. Tisk tisk. So, Wendy's is getting hit with a wage hike. Yeah, well, all this stuff is, because they're increasing the minimum wage. In California. And, uh, New York as well? Um, New York maybe, I think. Yeah. New York's fast food industry wage rose to 10.50 in New York City and 9.75 in the rest of the state at the start of 2016 on the way to $15 an hour. All right. So to save money, they're eliminating that front position. Uh-huh. I have mixed feelings on that. I mean, they are eliminating positions. It's going to be harder for people to find work. Yep. But it's one of those jobs where you can easily be taken over by a computer. Yeah. Heck, there are um was it McDonald's or somebody else who had their drive through people actually, like, at a call center? Um, none that I'm aware of, but that's not a bad idea. There's no reason for that person to be at McDonald's. drive through call center, let me see. New York Times, April 11th, 2006. Uh, Mrs. Vargas' workplace uh, on California Central Coast. She was at a McDonald's in Honolulu. In two minutes span, she had also taken orders for drive through windows in Gulfport, Mississippi, and Gillette, Wyoming. So even back in 2006, people were doing that. It's one of those positions that's not needed anymore. Yeah. Who else is owned by Wendy's? Wendy's owns... Is Wendy's Yum or no? No, Wendy's is the Tim Horton thing, right? Uh, No, they split. That's what Lauren... Not Lauren. Aaron sent to us. Oh, okay. Right. He sent that the companies had actually split. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh... Yep, Wendy's and Tim Hortons used to 
Wendy's. Go go Wikipedia. Uh, Arby's is owned as well by their parent company. Parent of Wendy's International. They own Pasta Pomodoro. Oh no, Arby's and Wendy's split. Okay. I guess Wendy's is just Wendy's now. That's what it looks like, yeah. Doesn't look like they are anything else. Okay, well then. So Wendy's is trying to replace their front desk yep. with robots. Yep. And by robots, we mean a kiosk where you can type in your own order. Yes. It's not really even replacing it with a robot. No, it's just, it's just... <laughs> get rid of the people behind the computer and let people type in their own order. Yep. Okay. Which, as you pointed out, online ordering is the perfect way for that. You could. I mean, that is online ordering. You're just doing it in the store. Yeah. How does that work for Taco Bell? I've never actually tried. I know Taco Bell has online ordering now as well. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. How complex is I would like a crunchy taco? You can also get rewards and other exclusive offers, according to the Taco Bell website. How hard is I would like a crunchy taco? (laughs) Um, Okay, so you customize your order with favorite items, browse the menu by category, select a pickup method when you arrive, and then pay with a Taco Bell card, credit card, or debit card. I would like a crunchy taco. Done. I, I don't know what to tell you. Where's my crunchy taco? <laughs> that was one of the, uh, kind of sadly, one of the first things that I ate when I could eat again. Was a crunchy taco? Was actually five crunchy tacos. <laughs> I was very hungry and had to have something, and it was there and easy and cheap. Yep, that's Taco Bell for you. So speaking of automation... Yes. A news report, or sorry, a new report from PwC. Yes. PwC is, what is PwC? I don't know. I'm not sure which one you're reading. Uh, the one about drones. The one about drones. Drone savings. PwC Network. What the heck does PwC stand for? PricewaterCooper. Oh, okay. PricewaterhouseCooper. They did a... Uh, report on the commercial applications of drone technology. Yeah. And they found out that there'd be a um, savings of $127.3 billion in the global market for drone usage. If we started using drones commercially. Yes. Did they say where? Yes. Like, in what fashion would we be using these drones? Probably, it's probably in the bigger report, but they broke it down by uh, area Mm -hmm. and who would have the biggest impact. Um, It would be, uh, biggest actually impact would be in the infrastructure industry and agriculture, which makes perfect sense. Well, tell me how it how it makes perfect sense. Andy. Like, what would you see them doing in infrastructure and agriculture? Um, probably verification and uh, inspection. So just like flying them around the fields? Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Maybe like delivering pesticide to certain could areas? Also, yeah. No, that would be <coughs> crop dusting with a drone. Crop dusting with a drone! But you could selectively crop dust. Yes, very. Right? Instead of doing the entire field... You just, just do the select areas of the field. Target where the infestations currently are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Side note, I looked to actually look at this actual uh, drone report. Yeah. $495. Yeah. <laughs> They don't publish these for free. No, no, they don't. This is this is what they make their money on, is making these sorts of reports. All right, so infrastructure could save an incredible amount of money, um, but you know it's up to you to figure out how. Agriculture can save thirty-two billion. Transportation could save thirteen billion. Security for ten billion dollars. Again, I'm not quite sure what that would entail. Security would just be like. Um following people, like having a a mobile camera? Well, uh, basically security monitoring sites. Instead of having, you know, your rent-a-cop patrolling in his car, you just have a drone patrolling around. Or a security system. Or a security system as well, yes. have, like, cameras that can actually record things. Just pointing that out. Well, I'm just thinking this would be sort of along the lines of, like, you know, the U.S.-Mexican border, where <laughs> it's a lot of land to cover. It's still a lot of land to cover, though. Like, even if it were drones. True. That's still a lot of land, and you still have to pay someone to watch the footage. True, but then one guy in a drone could cover probably a lot more area, especially if you're, like, in a mountainous terrain. One person in a drone could cover a lot more ground than a person on the ground. Okay. Less people, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess, like, sure, there's... I, I have no idea, Andy. I don't, I don't know, know this one. what they're this looking at here. 
this one's a little interesting, especially like media and entertainment, eight point eight billion. I'm like, really? That's yeah. Also, it's worth pointing out this has been uh, Business Insider Australia. Oh, so these might be Australian dollars, which is a different currency. Well, I think they got their numbers directly from the PwC report. PwC.pl. Where the heck is PL? What top level domain is PL? Do you have any idea? Nope. Palau. PL. Poland. Hmm. So it's pulling the numbers from a Polish website. And PwC is international. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure, Andy. <laughs> they can save $127 billion in labor. By the way, the fact that it spells labor with a U should have given you a huge hint. Yeah. Uh, conversion between Australian dollar to U.S. dollar is currently sitting at 73 to 1, well, 0.73 to 1. So it's... <clears throat> one Australian dollar is uh, 73 cents U.S. So it's about 75 cents. <coughs> the numbers are a little off. Yep. Moving on? Sure. Artificial intelligence. When you were in college... Yes. Did you have any classes where you had to work through the TA to get to the professor? Uh... Yes, physics. Yeah, for me it was astronomy. And did you have to do a lot of work with the TA or like ask yes. questions to the TA? Yep, the TA was there for two out of the three days for the lecture. He was also the one in charge of the lab. The actual professor was only there for tests and exams and one week or one lecture out of the week. It was it was ridiculous is what it was. Yeah. Well, I had a bad experience with TAs. Uh, They did not do a very good job in my classes. Um, But this class in artificial intelligence had a couple TAs, and the students found out at the very end one of them wasn't real. (laughs) One One of the TAs in an artificial intelligence class? Was an artificial intelligence. Oh, that's funny. It was a chatbot. It was a a Watson-driven chatbot. Oh, that's funny. That's what Watson's up to now. (laughs) Teaching (laughs) classes. Teaching classes. Not even teaching classes. Just answering stupid questions from from students saying, like, when is this assignment due? How do I turn this in? God, this is... The teacher and his actual teaching assistants receive more than 10,000 questions a semester from students. Well, how many students did he have? I don't Teaching a massive online course? Probably at Georgia Tech. Is it like a first year you are required to take this class? I I don't know, but that's still, that's 10,000 questions. Yeah, depending on how many classes he teaches, but still, 10,000 questions. Right, so so 5,000 a semester, right, because it's 10,000 a year. No, 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 10,000 a semester. 10,000 a semester, okay. Let's say he has five sections, mm-hmm. so it's 2,000 per section. Let's say each class he teaches like these huge classes. Well, he's teaching AI, right? Yeah, so let's probably... Okay, so they can't be that big. No. Yeah, I don't know where he's getting 10,000 questions from. Like an intro artificial intelligence course can't have more than 200 people taking it. Unless he also counts maybe like an introduction to computer science class or... Maybe, but even then, like, I'm not expecting... a thousand people a year to take that no i guess i could be wrong i'm i'd say even okay so if he even he's teaching five classes a semester that's still two thousand questions a class class size is what probably 200 maybe like at the largest yeah but that's a big class and to teach five of those i don't know maybe he doesn't have a life (laughs) well clearly not he programmed an artificial intelligence to answer all the questions for him Nerd. Really, really cool nerd, but nerd. Now he is actually getting a business together to actually um, send this out to other universities. (laughs) Be like, hey guys, let me help you with all of your questions. I really love one of the students said that uh, he wrote in the class online forum, I feel like I am a part of history because of Jill, because he called the TA assistant Jill Watson and this class. Just when I wanted to nominate Jill Watson as an outstanding TA in the CIOS survey. <laughs> Somebody wanted to nominate that. How would you feel, though, if you're one of the other TAs and you're like, really, the artificial program? You're going to nominate the artificial program for the best TA? Well, I mean, it's not. The, the AI is going to be infinitely more responsive. True. Yeah, that's what Kate just said. It's you send a message at 3 a.m. The TA will respond. Yeah. And he only set the TA, the, the AI, rather, to respond if it had a 97% certainty. So it was never wrong. No. 
took all the really easy questions and responded to you on time. My guess is if you also sent her a question that she didn't know the answer to, she'd probably respond with... forwarded it to the other TAs. I mean, I would like this at work. Right now I have a human doing this where we get these like repeated, very easy questions that people ask us. We say, here, we hand them off to an assistant. What do I need to do to get certified? Do I need to take this exam? Do I need to do this? Like, yes, yes, you do. I wouldn't mind having a Watson-driven solution to answer those. You see, I don't get those easy questions anymore. Nope. Still, that was... That's one... Heck, that's one easy use for Watson stuff is, what would you like to do with this? I would like... Well, simple answer. Get all the simple stuff done and let the other people handle the more complex questions. Yeah. Laura just commented that when she started at her job as the administrator online, a lot Mm -hmm. of the students thought she was made up. (laughs) I'm sorry. That she did it. They didn't realize that she was a real person. Yeah. Or that could be a good thing. You just, you're doing so good, they thought you were a computer. Yeah. Yeah, not so much. Mm. Tell me about the chirp. So we have the Amazon Echo, right? Yes. And it's going off like gangbusters. So like some ridiculous number have already been sold. I think it's like, like 3 million or something like that. I don't get it. You I don't, don't get know the, why. The Echo? Yeah. Well, it's not bad. It's, it's always listening. True. But you you don't have to have that. You can have the other, the tap or whatever the other one is called, dot. When I first had it, it was, uh, I remember doing the review on that, where it was like, well, it's interesting. Granted, there's more stuff to it now. I'd love to actually try out another review of this thing. Do you use it? Well, we don't have one. Okay. Um, so I can't try it out now with the new stuff that it can do. But it can do things like call you an Uber. Because you use Uber so often? No, I don't use it. But it's things like that where it's you, you could tell the Amazon Echo, hey, can you order more of this? It's one of those things where if I'm in the kitchen and we run out of something, it'd be like, hey, yeah, like order me another roll of plastic wrap or something. I don't know. It'd be something sure. to check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the more I talk. Uh, you know, the did you see, by the way, the, the dash button? You know Amazon's little dash yeah. buttons? The, the one-click button? Yeah, they're making one for the Internet of Things. Okay. They're making one where it's not hooked up directly to a product. It is instead hooked into Amazon's um, Internet of Things API. Huh. The Amazon Web Service IoT. So you'll be able to use it to drive Internet of Thing applications. Well, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd throw that in there. Bonus topic. Shabam! <laughs> <laughs> Did that shabam hurt you? I may be still getting over a cold. So other future things that might be coming down the line? Yeah. Uh, Hyperloop. Well, wait a minute. Wait, we, we never finished. You were talking about the Echo. Oh, sorry. The, the, the Google Chirp is supposedly Google's response to the Echo. Okay. Uh, the device is supposedly going to resemble the OnHub router in look. Uh, it has not been officially announced, but so Google is I.O. is next week. Oh, wow. I forgot that that comes up around this time of year. Mm-hmm. Next week is the Google I.O., so... So we may or may... We will we will find out whether or not the Chirp is a real product. Mm-hmm. Is Google trying to directly compete with Amazon on this as well? Because they could, because you have the Google Now stuff on your phone. Probably could do the same exact things that Alexa could do. Probably. I wonder if Google is ever going to name their AI. Because you have Siri, you have Alexa, you have Cortana. I don't know. Google is just Google. It's just Google. You say, okay, Google. If Google were a guy. What? The web series oh. from College Humor. Have you ever oh, seen yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. They've made six of them, Andy. <laughs> Maybe just five. But they've made a lot of them. Yeah, I've seen one. Oh, go watch all the others. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. Future technology. The Hyperloop yes, uh, had its first real-world demonstration. So the Hyperloop was Bezos, right? No, that was uh, Musk. Musk. God damn it. All these like tech CEOs who also want to do betterment of society. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is Musk. This yes. is Elon Musk of Tesla. Yes. Uh, and he wants a 300-mile-per-hour transportation device. Yes, but he doesn't want to build it. So he, he took the plans and kind of just throughout open sourced it basically yeah and said go do what you want yes yeah, so a bunch of companies com- came together and said what can we do and some of them dropped out and others stayed in and one company named hyperloop hyperloop one after the idea that musk came up with mm-hmm. uh did their research did their development and said we can do a trial and so they did the first public trial of hyperloop technology lasted two seconds that is not a very long test well, they just wanted to prove that the propulsion system that they had is working. 
So they took a 10-foot-long sled, used maglev technology, and shot it down a track from zero to, like, 166 miles per hour in, like, a second and a half or something like that. Damn! And then they ran it into a big pile of sand on the track to slow it down. Because they couldn't figure out how to slow it down yet? Or they didn't have time to build the, the track to slow it down? They probably didn't have time to build the track to slow it down. Zero to 160 in a second. Something, it was something ridiculous like that. <clears throat> That's pretty badass. Well, more power to them. So they, they said that people were like, so wait, you, you brought us all down here to show us two seconds of a metal thing just, you know, shooting across a little bit of track and then it, you stop it? Well, you didn't have to come. Well, um, they said that they wanted to prove it, that they were actually working on it. Yeah. That it wasn't, you know, just numbers on a piece of paper, that they were actually building something. They said they were actually going to have their first full-size text track by the end of this year. Neat. So. I think a lot of the media outlets would have probably preferred to just come to that one. <laughs> Well, I have the feeling that they did this just so they could, you know, talk to actual investors and go, look, we're actually doing something. Can you please give us money? Yeah, but the way you handle that is not invite everyone down to this big super secret thing that you're making a big deal about. The way you handle that is you publish a video of it first. Let people tear apart the video. Be like, oh, it's fake or oh, it does this or oh, that. And then you say, OK, why don't you come out and we'll show it to you? Um, OK. <laughs> So I, the article that I have there, the, the uh, author of the article said, Afterward, I asked the company's co-founder if he thought that it was rude to note that the test didn't look like much. He responded, saying, No, I think you have to understand that this is a completely new propulsion system. We'll get 350 miles per hour as soon as we complete that track. This was to show everyone that we're actually building that this is real. Totally new propulsion system. Which is maglev technology, which is not that new. Yeah, but so maybe I they're using it in a new way. Maybe. I mean, like, I even know. the bullet trains in, in Japan aren't, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, most of the bullet trains are using maglev stuff, right? They are using maglev, but I don't know if they get up to those speeds. Uh, uh, world record, uh, 603 kilometers per hour. So the, the bullet trains in Japan go at 300 kilometers per hour. It's about 200 miles per hour. Yeah. Fastest world record is 375 miles per hour. Yep. So even that speed of 350 is not that exciting, but well, we'll see. Makes a fun little gif because literally you can you can show the entire test run. Two seconds. Yeah, it's a lot of energy to get something moving that fast. Mm -hmm. All right, what else we have? Uh, speaking of transportation, yeah, electric cars. Google is uh, about to pay people not to drive in their electric cars. 20 bucks an hour. 20 bucks an hour to sit there and just tell Google what your car did for the day. Well, also to be there if, like, the car needs you to take over. True. But, yeah, $20 an hour to be there and be available for the car and be willing to write reports about what the car was doing. Yeah. Spotless driver record required. Yep. Uh, the ability to type 40 words per minute required. Probably while moving in a car. Probably. Is that actually one of our topics or no? No. Oh, okay. I was just commenting on it. Should I go with the actual topic I was going for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, scientists found that electric and eco-friendly cars that have battery systems yes. weigh around 24% more than conventional vehicles. Uh-oh. And so that increased weight is causing increased brake wear tire wear and road wear and so the particulates that are getting kicked up into the air from that excess weight is actually worse than a conventional internal combustion vehicle what saying that the damage it's doing to the road is damaging the environment more than the carbon dioxide yes who's publishing this uh, say scientists <laughs> that's not helpful yeah Sunday Times printed the original article. Uh, the the <coughs> leading professor at the University of Hertfordshire. Uh, but, uh, the research also okay. So that was one of the research groups. The other one was um, two people at Edinburgh University and is getting published in the Journal of Atmospheric Environment. Yeah. We found that the non-exhaust emissions from brakes, tires, and the road are far larger than the exhaust emissions in all modern cars. I'm gonna go with a no. After Okay, so let's see. After installing particulate air pollution monitors in the southbound Hatfield Tunnel on the A1, which has 50, 49,000 vehicles a day traveling through it, scientists found that each one produced 34 to 39 micrograms of particulates per kilometer. 
but only a third came from the engine. I, I don't know how to respond to that. It's one of the things where I didn't think about that. Oh, the car's heavier. It, but not, yes, it's heavier. It's like 400 pounds heavier. But that's the difference of having it loaded versus not loaded with people, right? Does that make that much of a difference? There's no way. Well, what I need you to do is get the Atmospheric Environment Journal. Because that sounds like a super reputable journal, by the way. Atmospheric Environment. Is this a peer-reviewed study? Has this been repeated by other groups? Uh, I don't know. Has this been looked at by a neutral third party? (laughs) Who are you, John Oliver? Was this sponsored by maybe, I don't know, the petrol industry? Did you watch John Oliver on Sunday or no? Not this last Sunday, no. Oh, he did a thing on scientific studies. Yeah? Which was going along the same lines as you had there. It's like, are these things, you know, third-party stuff? Or, you know, do we have people to actually run... Um, you know, the things that we're supposed to be thinking about? Yeah, the the same experiment again to verify the thing there? No, it's... It, one of his 20-minute tirades on this time on scientific studies. Good for him. But maybe this is one of the uh, this is one of the, the things we have to worry about. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. I, it. If other groups come out with the same data and say that this is a measure, excuse me, a measurable difference, then I will be concerned about it. But if it's the difference of me versus me and three other people in the car as the weight difference that they are concerned about, then we have bigger problems. <laughs> I just like the fact that somebody's thinking about these outside of just admissions. See, well, wait, what is this car actually doing to the environment? It's one of those things where it's like... But is it? Like, I'm I'm still not convinced that their data is representative. I mean, look at looking at their data, right? They talk about, oh, look at the weights of all these cars. Well, but look at the weights of the cars. I think they're saying that if you have a Fiat 500 and you have a Fiat 500 that's entirely electric, there's a yeah. 24% weight difference between the two of those cars. Okay, but it still weighs less than the Ford Focus. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, yes. If you went from a Ford Focus down to a Fiat 500, then, yes, there's probably savings of both A, no emissions, and then B, no particulates getting spread through the atmosphere. But if you had a choice between a Fiat 500 and a Fiat 500... So what about, like, a city bus? Depends on how much that city bus is used. Um, probably more than your Ford Focus would be. Probably. Or any of these cards. Well, if the, if if you people are actually using the buses, then it'd be le- one bus versus 30, 40 cars on the road. I still think that they are they are being inflammatory and incendiary, and this is stupidity. Okay, should we move on to something that's not so crazy? Sure. Um, Disney Infinity is dead. No, I actually don't care. <laughs> Never played it. I I saw I pictures have... of Walmart where like all of the Disney Infinity stuff has been stripped bare. Yep. Well, Toys Toys R Us had it at like forty percent off. Other places also had it for really cheap. Does it require, like, an internet connection? Does it require servers on their end? Nope. So you can still play it. Yes. You just won't get any new content. No. Okay. So they're selling out like hotcakes. So it feels weird, then, that Toys R Us would put it on a mark down instead of a mark up. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) According to them, this was the, the, the toys to games market was a lot like the music game industry. Yeah. Where, you know, you had to buy the special boxes and you had to buy the adapter and you had to buy these other things there and it went off like skyrocket. Yep. And then everyone did it. Yep. And then no one wanted to do it anymore. Nope. There was there was a little bit of innovation but nothing too seriously because at the end it's still the same thing if you take the character, you put it on the thing. <clears throat> yep. And you play the game. And so it died. Yep. Yeah, which so. is there's a problem because our our uh, Kate's uh, niece and nephew love their Disney Infinity stuff. Yeah, they had the the Star Wars thing, and they had some of the Marvel ones, and some of the other Disney Pixar characters. So they had the whole kit and caboodle, and they love playing that thing. But now it's no more. What's going to happen to Skylanders? That's an excellent question because I think uh, Skylanders is Ubisoft, right? Yes, it's a different company. I know that. Yeah. Uh, but Activision like, makes surprise Skylanders announcement. I guess it's Activision. On May 6, 2016. Because uh, they're the big dog now. Yes. Unlike Disney, Disney Infinity, uh, Activision announced that there will be a new Skylanders game launching in 2016, along with Skylanders Academy, a new TV series celebrating the beloved kids franchise. All right. I guess they're going to keep it for a while. That's what it seems. 
I don't know. I feel like Disney just did not have a, the right idea with this. I, I feel think like they did. I think it had a good run. It had and... a good run, but Disney was... I don't know. Disney Disney's main goal is to well merchandise. <laughs> the, Disney's the Disney main brand. goal is to make money. money. Yes, they are a public company. They have a duty to their stockholders to make money. But I feel like this was more of just a return on investment, quick buck versus the long game that normally happens with their movies. This is what makes their movies be the long game. Yes, is the outside merchandising. This is <laughs> Disney Infinity was not a primary vehicle. Source, right. This was a secondary source for things. And they just seemed like it, they thought it wasn't working and so they cut their losses and closed it down. Yeah. They I mean it it sucks for the 300 people who are on that team. Mm-hmm. But Disney looked at it and said this isn't working. This isn't fitting with us. We should get out. Kudos to them. Activision if they're smart is going to snap up some of those 300 people. Or Nintendo's with their uh, what the the Amiibo? Amiibo. Which they have no idea what to do with. <laughs> Other than sell them as collectors items. Which I have a, which I would have no problem getting that. I think I got picked up a Barbosa like character for I think for like five bucks somewhere for the Disney Infinity program. Even though I don't have Disney Infinity, why Spe- did you never mind? Because it, it's it's a cool little action figure sort of thing to sit on my desk at work. He's my version of a rubber duck. Okay, you know the rubber duck thing where you talk to the duck. Yeah, rubber duck yeah. programming. Yeah, the, he's my rubber duck. I'm a huge proponent of rubber duck programming. I do it all the time. I stare at him and I go, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. Yep. I actually tell, I recommend that to a lot of my trainees when they go home. I say, like, get yourself a rubber duck, bring it into the office. Mm-hmm. When you're stuck on a problem, pick up the rubber duck and walk him through your problem. Like, why would I do that? Because it works. Just trust me on this. It works. Titanfall. That was the one with the... Giant mechs. Yeah. Flop of a game. Oh, yeah. Was I mean, it, it was It was, it was like super, a, like a, super, 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 super successful for like three weeks. That's where you could have like the, the multiplayer where you could jump in and out of the Titans, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. And the idea was like multiplayer only game. Uh, it was great for like three weeks, <laughs> even though it had huge amount of publicity and huge amount of hype that when it finally got down to it, people played it for a couple weeks and then stopped. Well, we get to repeat the whole thing over again. Titanfall 2 comes out this fall. How do you think this one's going to get hyped? The same way. I expect a lot of similarities. Hmm. So you know it's really funny that neither one of us put onto the topics this week? What's that? Civilization. Oh, yeah. Six. Oh, yeah. That was a thing that was announced. <laughs> That's, I'm sitting there going like, I'm looking at the list going, I, I'm missing something. Yeah. What the hell am I missing? I might need to take some time off in late October. October 21st? Yeah. I might take the 21st and 22nd off. The narrator in the trailer? Sean yes. Bean. Was it? Yep. That's adorable. Let's see. October 21st is a Friday. Oh, I don't need to take the 22nd off. <laughs> I know what I'm doing that weekend. Civilization Six has been announced. Mm-hmm. And Stackable Units is back. Sort, sort of. of. Asterisk. Asterisk units are back, or stackable units are back. Cities are are a bit different. Cities can take more than one tile. Yes. That's going to be very different, Mm -hmm. because now you're going to be able to grow your city in such a way as to block paths. What's it going to be like to move through the city then? I, I don't know. That Will you and be the able fact to just go that... in the city and then out wherever you want and like assume that movement within the city is free? I don't know. I have a feeling that the city is... Because um, normally in the Civ game, you just have like your city as the center square and then you have, you know, a mine attached to the city or a... Um, Lumber yard. Lumber yard attached to the city or a yeah. farm attached to the city. My guess is they're going to take that city tile and spread it out over the mine and the farm and the lumber yard. I don't know. My I think favorite. you're still going to have tile improvements that aren't going to be part of the city. Maybe. I don't know. I love the fact, though, is the fact that your geographic location is going to affect your tech tree. What? Yes. Oh, I missed that. Um, oh, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? I'm trying different to find... I've got like trees based six, on location? Yeah, I've got like six different articles open for this. I need to find out which one it was. Um, okay, so city districts, uh, research is more active. Okay, if you want to develop a navy, in previous Civ games, you would research all the technology for that without even having settled the city along the coast. 
Here in Civ 6, you actually get a significant boost towards sailing when you put that city on a coast. You can get further nice. boosts for other naval technologies by creating fishing boats and starting to harvest naval resources. So yes, you can still like brute force your landlocked city in order to figure out how to sail without actually having any water nearby. But it's going to take you some time. That's awesome. But when you, you, know, you have your city on the coast... Sailing's going to be easy because that's what you're going to be doing. And, you know, you have to know how to sail. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, God, Andy, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. If you want to push masonry or construction because you want to build walls, you better go out and establish a quarry. Your quarry will help you learn how to do masonry. It's there. There was snippets of that in Civ 5 where certain certain like city improvements gave you bonuses for certain things. But this one is actually for the tech tree. This just makes it just makes so much sense. Yep. That's so cool. Oh, man. I think my tech is always just going to focus on military, isn't it? I, that's the other thing they said. Oh, what was the thing there? It's like the multiplayer. You could actually do the multiplayer in one session. Yep, cooperatively. Which <laughs> our multiplayers were always the same thing. We would start up a game. Hey, now. Wasn't always me. I know. I'm just saying in general, this always happened. Is We'd start up a game, play yep. for a little bit. Stop. Save it after four, five, six hours yep. and never touch it again. Yep. And then we start a new game. Play it for four to five. This would be good if we can finish a game in four to five hours. Yes. I'd be happy with that. They're also talking about a new art style, which I'm going to be very curious about since I only play Civ Five in strategic mode. So... Well, but I you only did that because your laptop couldn't handle the other art style. Yes, and then when I actually had a laptop that could handle it, I went back to it because there, it was a lot easier to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is that? Is that supposed to... And then I'd have to hover and go, oh, okay, that's a cow. All right. Lame. I can, I can figure out the difference between a jungle and a forest. Lame. A lot easier in the strategic view. Lame. Than the other view. I'm excited. It's it's about time we get a new one, and I'm very excited to see it coming out. Supposedly, they're also going to affect the AI. Ooh. In what way? Well, they're going to say uh, they uh, are going to have a playstyle that's unique but appropriate for their role in leading their country in history, which the author turned around and asked, uh, will Gandhi be less fond of nuclear Armageddon? To which they responded, we have a special way of handling him. <laughs> Initially, he's going to seem very peaceful, but he'll have a dark side. Uh-huh. God, it's that goddamn Easter egg. It's one of those things yeah. where it's like, oh, I'm playing against Gandhi. What the hell is he doing? Why is he... You <laughs> know we... where that where that comes from, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I know. It was an error in the original coding. Yeah, because it had a, uh, a an underflow error mm-hmm. where it turned into a negative number, which was a really, really high positive number. Oops. And then they just decided to keep it. Yeah. Ah. All right. What else we got? Um, ba, 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 2DS price drop. 2DS price went down. Yep. To 80 bucks. PayPal is going to remove its payment protection for crowdfunding things. I didn't know they had payment protection for crowdfunding things. I didn't know they had payment protection for crowdfunding either. But now they don't. Okay. Or they won't uh, coming into effect on June 25th. Also, there's no more payment protection on, what was the other one that was funny in there? Uh, ineligible items that are not eligible for purchase protection, uh, payments on crowdfunding platforms, anything purchased from or an amount paid to a government agency, and gambling, gaming, and or other activity with an entry fee and a prize. So coming June 25th, you cannot use PayPal to buy into some sort of lottery and then try and get your money back when you didn't win. That's kind of amusing. <laughs> That people actually tried that. I guess they did. PayPal's now saying no. Uh, Netflix says um, yes that they, uh, if you watch Netflix, or sorry, um, cordcutting.com took the Netflix numbers, my bad. Okay. And it uh, turns out that each Netflix subscriber saves themselves about 158.5 hours of commercials per year. That's a lot of commercial time. Six days worth. That's a lot of commercial time. Mm-hmm. 75 million subscriber mark. CEO quoted saying that subscribers stream 125 million hours every day. So that means every subscriber streams about 1.66 hours per day. Nielsen data says an hour of cable TV includes 15 minutes and 38 seconds of commercials, which some that's some stations, that's a low number. Yeah. Um, so if you combine the data, it says Netflix saves you 158.5 hours per year of commercials. 
six days. Of, it's one of those things where it's like you don't even realize that you'd spent literally six days of your life of your life watching ads. Yep. What's Project Spark? You don't remember Project Spark? No. Project Spark was Microsoft's programming little class thing, like, hey, learn to make games. Oh. We talked about it when it first came out. Probably. <laughs> well, Microsoft is terminating it. <laughs> no, I'm glad I don't have to remember it then. Yep. It came. I don't remember it. Now it's What gone. is Project Spark? Nothing anymore. <laughs> well, nothing as, uh, nothing, what, uh, October 5th? Yep, nothing as of the end of this year. Okay. All right, should we hit the uh, random review? Yeah, we probably should. All right. Random review, Dave, it is your week. I am reviewing my TV mount. <laughs> Woo! Granted, I reviewed what, shoelaces? Yeah, I'm really, Andy, are you going <laughs> to yell at me for doing a TV mount? Uh, <laughs> this is the Cheetah TV mount. The Cheetah TV mount. All right. Uh, and this one specifically, if I can find it again on Amazon. Do you want me to send you the link that you sent me? I can just open up that conversation and go to the link, can't I? Yes. There we go. Uh, specifically, it is the Cheetah Mount APDAM2B articulating dual arm TV mount for 32 to 65 inch TVs. Oh, come on. You didn't read the whole, the whole thing. No. <laughs> this is the... God, I did not. These, I did not. Things on Amazon for just, a reason. I did not. But it's for a thirty-two to sixty-five. For inch. a reason. <laughs> LCD LED <Stop>. plasma <laughs> with ten feet HDMI cable and six-inch level. Yep, comes with a level, and it has little paw prints all over it. Um, pain in the ass to put together. It didn't come as Super. one piece? Nope, it does not come as... It, you, this is some assembly required. The instructions are very difficult to read <laughs> and understand, but once you have it together, it's pretty damn good. Oh, also, I haven't figured out how to get it to tilt. Supposedly, it can tilt. I'm trying to look at it from the side, see how we can get it to tilt. The fifth picture, one, two, three, four, yeah, the fifth picture down shows you the tilting mechanism, but I haven't actually really worked that out yet. Haven't figured that bit. Hmm. So the instructions kind of suck, but it's <laughs> it goes on sale a lot on Amazon for like thirty dollars, so oh. half price, and it's good. It'll you you sync it directly into the the um, studs in the wall, and it won't go anywhere. And you have a lot of articulation. Yep, it can swing out about two feet from the wall. Twenty inches, it says, so over two feet. Uh, Andy, yeah, you want to try that again? You're right. Twenty four inches is two feet, so almost two feet. There you go. And it can, I mean, it, it swivels on that. It multiple articulation points, so it can turn into that that twenty inch radius semicircle and just about any position within that semicircle. Yeah, 150 degrees of swivel? Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, it was a pain in the ass to put together. <laughs> and I thought I had it straight. It comes with a level. And we put the holes in, and we're like, awesome, it looks straight. And then we tightened everything, and then all of a sudden it wasn't straight anymore. Yeah, now we found <laughs> that out with uh, ours as well. Because we, we got a, a TV stand for our... What are we calling the addition? The the den? The living room? Um, um, and so, you know, I got everything level and straight and all that stuff there, and we sit down, and the TV's tilted because the floor is not level. Oops. So we purposely tilted the TV to make it level. Even though the floor is not? Yes. Okay. Because if you sit down on the couch, you're going to look at the TV and go, that's tilted. <laughs> Even though it the itself... The TV isn't. Yeah. It's just the floor is, and the yeah. couch is. That's, that's brilliant. So that I mean, it's not much of a review. That's the review that I have. So it's currently it's currently on Amazon for seventy. But you're saying I should what like what was the camel 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 or whatever camel it is? camel 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 that thing comes with a ten foot HDMI cable. It's, uh, how are the cords storage in the? Is there any cord? There, there's management? no real cord management behind there. No. Okay, so you basically have to do your own. Yeah, does come with a ten foot cable. Not that I've ever used that. Huh, that's odd. According to Camel, it was lowest was $64. I swear I got it for less than that. Well, you could look through your order history. Yep, mine may have been with a coupon from uh, Kotaku, life hacker thing. Ah. Kinja. Ah, yes, Kinja. They often have a deal on this as well. But yeah, I liked it. It was a pain in the ass to put together, but I got it put together. Did almost tear a hole in my wall with it. <laughs> 
kind of over tightened one of the nuts. How did that almost tear a hole in your wall? Well, because I kind of over tightened one of the bolts. I still don't know how that would tear a hole in your wall. She's look at that picture. Look at that picture one more time. See okay. that back plate? Yes. There's a lot of tension on that plate. It does not actually lay flat. Oh, okay. So you're the 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 thing starting to pull, and it was starting to pull your drywall. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Is that the Thrawn trilogy on your desktop or on your bookshelf? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Second shelf. Yep. Do I get points for that? No. How do you like the new Chromecast, by the way? As I look also at your picture of your television. (laughs) Uh, It works the same as the old. Okay. It's just a little bigger. Yeah. Ours was a bit fun to plug it in. Yep. All right. Random topic, sir. (laughs) Random topic. Oh, boy. Hold a draft for an American-style football team made up of... 11 former presidents of the United States for one all-star college football rules game. Okay. You have one team. I have the other. The coaching staff is made up of VPs who never became president. Okay. Who goes first? Uh, I'm going to randomly flip a coin. I will trust your random coin flip. Would you like heads Heads. or tail? You want heads? Heads. Flip one coin. It is a euro. What? This this coin flipper does not help me at all. Select type of coin. All right, how about I actually select a U.S. nickel? How about that? Then I can tell what the front and the back is. Sure. Oh, it's a heads. Cool. Jimmy Carter. Really? You're picking Jimmy Carter He's as your one. first pick? Wait, not Jimmy Carter. Gerald Ford. What the hell Oh, I, <laughs> I should have just said, okay, I'll pick Ford. Then. Yeah, no, I meant Ford. I meant the one who actually played football. <sighs> so you picked Gerald Ford, who played U of M football. Yep. <sighs> All right. I'm going to pick Dwight Eisenhower who also played football. He's a West Point linebacker. It's my first pick. Teddy Roosevelt. The Outdoorsman. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with JFK. Before, you know, he had the whole medical ailments that, you know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm basically doing this as at the beginning of their presidency. Oh, at the beginning of their presidency? Oh, mm. well, JFK. Mm. No, yeah, I'll go with JFK. Why not? Okay. Uh, Clinton. You're going with Clinton? Yeah, he was 46 when he was inaugurated. Uh, I'm going to go with Obama then. Grant? Grant. Um, damn, if we have to actually go win there, actually, you know. As of inauguration. As of, jeez. Which really puts a damper on Ford for me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was going to go with Reagan or Bush, but both of them were... Reagan was 69. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. He was very active when he was younger. Yep. I mean, that's just a rule that I added out of nowhere. If you want to say that we can go for them earlier in their lifespan, that's fine. I'm actually not changing any of my four picks yet. Okay, still going with... I'm still going to go with Kennedy, why not? And Obama. Um, Are Are we saying we're not limited to when they were inaugurated? That it could be from before? I don't know. How old was Wilson? Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson? I'm not doing your research for you. (laughs) 56 at inauguration. He played baseball. I'll, I'll pick Woodrow Wilson. Why not? We'll hopefully get like a Bo Jackson sort of thing going. Okay. How about Washington? <laughs> Washington was a general. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he could have that. Um, let's go with Abe Lincoln. He was quite tall and lanky. He could be a good wide receiver catcher. Who was, uh, who was your pick before Lincoln? Uh, who was my pick before Lincoln? Uh, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. Because he played baseball. Okay. Um, when was FDR confined to a wheelchair? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Polio. 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 Permanent um, paralysis. August nineteen twenty one. He was born. He's already serving. Yeah, he he already had polio before he had yeah. served. So this this brings up the important question: <laughs> Is it going to be as of their inauguration? You haven't answered. Oh gosh. I feel like it would be a bad game to watch if it was of their inauguration, because you'd have a bunch of people in their their 40s and 50s. 50s and 60s. Yeah. Okay, random random tangent. Kate was randomly flipping through TV channels the other day, and we caught a tennis match of John McEnroe versus Andy Roddick. I have no idea who those people are. Andy, focus. You know, John McEnroe, he was like big tennis guy during the 70s. No, I don't know who this guy is. 
He had anger problems. He was sure. Big. He was big into tennis in the seventies and eighties. Okay. Andy Roddick was you know early two thousands, but still both of them are kind of like semi retired. And it was just kind of bad to watch this because Andy Roddick was just you know make stomping all over John McEnroe because John McEnroe could not play tennis like he used to. So uh, I'll say in their peak peak physical condition, why not? All right, FDR. Let's see. I picked. <laughs> you have Eisenhower, JFK, Obama, Woodrow Wilson, and Lincoln. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Herbert Walker Bush. Baseball for Yale in the 40s. Bush. All right. I'm going to go with James K. Polk. Polk. Oof. Uh, I'm going to go with Nixon. He was a big football fan. I feel like he could actually have an idea of what's going on. Peak physical condition, huh? How about Franklin Pierce? Fought in the U.S.-Mexican-American War. Mm. Um, let's see. I picked Nixon. I picked Kennedy. I picked Eisenhower. Uh, Herbert Hoover. What position would you put him in? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting a team together, and then I'll just give it to the then we'll just give it to the coaches. Seven, eight. <laughs> this is the ninth pick. Oh Jesus! Almost toward the end. Um, James Buchanan. All right, here we go. I'm picking Taft. Damn it! I was about to pick Taft. <laughs> Offensive lineman. Yes. Son of a bastard. Uh, he was also named Yale's intramural heavyweight wrestling champion, so he knows how to manhandle people. I'm going with Grover Cleveland. You know, I think I'm actually going to pick Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter could run. Yep. I'm going to go with... Oh, man, this is going to be a controversial pick. All right. Jackson. Really? He looks like he was a pretty fit guy in his youth. Might have to watch him on the field, make sure he doesn't do anything, like, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> did I pick... Did somebody pick Reagan yet? Nope. I'm going to go with Reagan. Especially if we're not doing it at the, at the age of inauguration. That's it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's it. All right. <sighs> So, on Andy's team, representing Mr. Lowe, we have Eisenhower, JFK, Barack Obama, Woodrow Wilson, Abraham Lincoln, George Herbert Walker Bush, Richard Nixon, uh, Hoover, Taft, Carter, and Reagan. That is your team, sir. Okay. On my side, Gerald Ford, Teddy Roosevelt, Clinton, Bill Clinton, just in case this comes out in like a year and some strange (laughs) things have happened, Uh, Grant, Washington, FDR, Polk, Pierce, Buchanan, Cleveland, and Jackson. I have both Roosevelts. This should be interesting. <laughs> for VPs, I don't even know who the heck I would pick for no, like, staff. Don't, don't even worry about the staff. The staff <laughs> was not part of the question. <laughs> the question was, draft a team of 11 to play. Yes. Keeping in mind that the same 11 are going to have to play offense and defense. And defense. Which I feel like Taft would just be, you know... Taft will be helpful. Taft Taft would be helpful, but you got Ford, who, you know... That's... Yep. I also have Grover Cleveland. Cleveland is my Taft. Yeah. And the Roosevelt, man. Those those guys. The Roosevelt group. (laughs) Gonna make a name for themselves. I don't know. Eisenhower could actually, you know... Could what? Could... He he played football. He tried to tackle Jim Thorpe. Didn't get around to it, but... Okay. I don't know. (laughs) So there you go. I don't know where to go from that. Our two teams... Uh, someone make that happen. <laughs> I'm curious. Who's the oh, guy we had so on that had to... explain the game to most of mine, though? <laughs> like, you picked a bunch of ones that were recent, right? Yeah. Eisenhower, JFK, Obama, all of those would know. Uh, Wilson, yeah, by World War One there was football. H.W. Bush, Nixon, Hoover, Carter, and Reagan. I have, like... Jackson, Buchanan. Like, if we, if we literally Peters, just, like, oh. drop them onto a field right now, half your team would be like, what is this? Yeah, it's like, like, six out of my 11 would have no idea what this sport is. It'd be like the, the in the longest yard where he's just like, you stand here, you stand here, you block him. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's that. Yeah, after that, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. 
Thank you for listening.